Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Oh, Arts Express is blowing its whistle at the 3CR station. Arts Express. Power to the people. So all aboard for a journey with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino into alternative theatre, cabaret, festivals, comedy and arts activism and plenty of great music, Trish. Oh yeah, that's the ticket. Our guests, of course, uh, uh, this morning are um, uh, Eva de Jong um, with her show, Dull Dig. Um, the Driftwood. show is called Driftwood. Yeah. Um, and, of course, our, um, our other uh, guest is Acting Arts Director of Arts House, Josh Wright. So we've got a wonderful show coming up for you. But in the meantime, let's, um, let's go to a, a, another intoxication blues. Today's payday, time for my reward I deck and some wine so I won't get bored I'm off to the pokies, come rain or shine I'll just have a flutter to kill some time Between drinks she'll be right, things will be just fine Every payday's the same, and I'm to blame, but I just can't shake your intoxication blues. I got intoxication blues, can't stop the wheel, those repetition blues. And I can't feel my mind's half lost to intoxication blues. Some people say it's a mental disorder Obsessive, compulsive, or something broader The record stop and my song just keeps repeating itself I got intoxication blues, can't help myself Intoxication blues, destroying my health Intoxication blues And every bloody day's the same My conveyor belt of life Goes round and round I can't get off I'm routine bound If I jump I'll crack And you won't hear a sound You wouldn't miss me anyway Because I'm dying Intoxication blues Yes, I'm dying Intoxication blues The people on the bus Go round and round But I'm a lost soul Who can't be found It's a mental disorder Help me change the mold An addictive personality So I've been told Just wanna break the cycle Intoxication blues Just wanna break the cycle Intoxication blues 
Repetition Blues can stop the wheel. Those Repetition Blues. And I can't feel my mind's half lost. Well, that was Reds Under the Bed and Intoxication Blues, but we're very intoxicated this morning to have our guest this morning, Josh Wright. So, ah, welcome, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, now, the next art house season, for which you are the um, acting arts director of Arts House, You've, it's described as bold, risky and vibrant, a thought-provoking program of works designed to enthrall, entertain and challenge. Now, this sounds wonderful. Yes. It Can is. you t- give us a glimpse of this wonderful upcoming program? Sure. Um, so Arts House is Melbourne's Centre for Contemporary and Experimental Performance and we're based at North Melbourne Town Hall and every year we put out two seasons um, of works, everything from music to um, live art, contemporary dance, um, installation, visual arts, film um, and theatre. Um, and this year, season one, um, which commences from March and goes till July, um, has a few things in it, but the first cab off the rank really is Festival of Live Art, Mm -hmm. which is a biennial festival which celebrates um, interactive and participative and experimental artworks. Fantastic. Um, And so how do people engage with it in terms of it being interactive? Yeah, uh, we uh, the festival has been Festival of Live Art has been um, had three editions. This is its third, and um, the focus has continually um, been driven more and more to participative works, and that's really about inviting audiences and looking at the ways that artists um, invite audiences in to make work and participate in the making of work itself. Nice. So um, a large majority of the works that we've programmed at Arts House for Festival of Live Art, and I should say that Festival of Live Art also has programs at Footscray Community Arts Centre and Theatre Works. Mm-hmm. Um, Arts House uh, are works that invite you to make and to create and to participate. So we have opportunities for you to do landscape painting. We have opportunities for you to um, sew, which I might talk about. Uh, Project oh, which I might talk about. You're in into that too. Yes, I do. And we have um, a work that we were just talking about before, um, which has a, an interesting political um, spin. angle mm. spin, and mm. is probably a good example. Is a work called Capitalism Works for Me, True mm. False, yes. which is um, by an artist <laughs> good called Call or Bad Call. <laughs> yeah, which is by an artist called Steve Lambert. Mm. He's a um, a US artist, and he's an academic and a philosopher and an activist, and he's really interested in the ways that we. We engage in public conversation and how we open up big, complicated topics, but also how we're forced sometimes to vote very didactically in saying whether we agree or disagree, despite yes. the grey in between. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. So he's created and we are making an Australian version of his sign, which literally says, capitalism works for me, true, false. Um, it's about 12 metres long and it has giant light-up lights um, and it's portable. So we move it to different locations around the city and in front of it, Um, there is a voting box which has a true and false button Mm. and it says, in my life this is true or false and every minute a member of the public can vote on whether they think that statement is true or not. Oh, that's brilliant. So we'll we'll be presenting that um, probably in about seven different locations around um, the CBD of Melbourne Mm. over the festival, um, hopefully over for long periods of time. So you could come and seek us out but hopefully you'll also come across it. Very interactive. Very interactive. And and, and look, that's a question that I Raise where where I think people when audiences go to a show, no matter what it is, uh, what sort of gets their 
their mojo working or whatever is, mm. is being part of it. Seems mm. to be a, a trend, isn't it? Yes. Very much a trend. I think it probably was always, but, but there was always the passive, you know, audience. But this seems to be something on the money now that people want to be involved in what's happening and what they're engaging in, you a- know? Absolutely. Mm. And celebrating the way that um, <clears throat> audiences have always been part of artworks, whether you're a receptive audience, passive or participative. Mm, most definitely. But it's quite practical, isn't it? If people yep. can actually get their hands dirty and... Yes. I, I think that's wonderful. Also, it's all the, all the talk is about fake news at the moment. Um, mm. What's real, what's not, what's fact and fiction. Mm. And there are many grey areas. I think many Australians are very confused about the political situation at the moment. Mm. Mm. What do they go for? Socialism or capitalism? And, and um, it's so different from America because... Socialism is such a no-no over there, and yet we get American stuff thrown down our throats every night. Yes, yes. And I think that's what's interesting about this work is that the sign is not saying capitalism is right or wrong. Mm. It's asking whether it works for you, um, not even whether you agree with it. Mm. Um, And it's there deliberately to invite the kinds of conversations we're having right now and where um, we're actually going to call for participants who might have a very – feel like they have an interesting perspective on that. So, for example, if you know any billionaires that Mm. would like to participate and maybe – Stand around and interact with that sign. That's the kind of conversation we're interested in having. Absolutely. So, do you think people will be conversing during that? um, Absolutely. With with each other and perhaps debating or raising issues. Yes, part of the um, the installation of the artwork is that we engage um, some local artists Mm -hmm. um, and volunteers who are deliberately there to talk with members of the public to help them choose um, and kind of provoke their choice of vote. Okay. So, is this also about? Getting up on the soapbox too is it is it is that happening as well? Uh, it's probably there isn't a soapbox near the mm. sign. Um, I can't guarantee that that won't happen. No, <laughs> um, that's a no great one... idea. Too. <laughs> I just thought of that. Yeah, I think uh, it's that thing too where. Um, <laughs> You know, I I think that what happens after the sign, after its location, is all that you end up with is a tally. Mm. And that depending on where the sign goes, whether it's in front of Southern Cross Station Mm. or whether it's in the State Library or whether it's um, in a shopping mall, we're hoping that the votes will change depending on the time of day, who walks past, who might be willing to interact with it. Exactly, rather than just the demographic. I mean, mean, we've got to get a good profile of it all, but, yeah, it will be. Yeah, Mm. it sounds very lush. Yeah. (laughs) Well, given that uh, an example of the pianos that have been placed strategically Mm. around Melbourne, which is wonderful, all sorts of wonderful people, you know, getting up and playing them, I'm interested in this comment that Councillor Rowan Leppert describes Melbourne as one of the world's greatest creative cities, where Arts House plays a vital role in nurturing the creative community. It's our city's home of independent arts and supports artists to develop new works and test ideas. So there is something on the menu here. Uh, on the 21st of March in, in the group by Emma McManus and Maria White called Never Trust a Creative City. <laughs> so I wondered if you could tell us a bit about that. Sure. Um, Emma and Maria um, have been working on um, this concept and this idea partly as a sort of um, – they're theatre artists and writers um, and performers themselves. And the, and the format of the work um, is part te- TED Talk, part kind of comedy routine. Mm-hmm. So what the way that we've structured um, – 
the works in the town hall is that you can come along during FOLA between Wednesday and Sunday and for four hours you can experience different installations, um, one-on-one works um, and performances. And then at the end of that night, normally at about 8 or 8.30, we have a different event in the town hall main space which will be set up like a lounge bar. So Emma and Maria are doing one of those nights, Never Trust a Creative City, (laughs) and really they're interested in the connection between um, um, artists, gentrification, and the idea of what a creative city is. And I think that there'd be very few cities in the world that wouldn't attempt to claim to be creative mm. and a desire to be creative. But what does that actually mean? And what does that actually mean for artists and artistic communities? And what does that mean for gentrification and the way that often or the characteristic is that when you invite artists into communities, that communities potentially, um, property increases in value, rents go up and those artists have to move on. So what is that cycle and um, should we be trusting creative cities? Is there actually – and they attempt to unpack that. Mm. I think that's really interesting because it's happened right in Melbourne, as we Mm. know, with um, Northcote and Thornbury, Brunswick Street. It's happening all the time. And now Castlemaine. Yes. Um, So all the creatives go up there and then all the prices of the houses go up. Yes, yes. Um, And then there's a social obligation because the artists – they're very, you know, that that's their obligation too, is to be, to make um, or paint a picture of um, of social awareness. Yes. And so, the very fact that they're there is is actually feeding into another, another, yes. you know, another bowl. That's right. So it becomes a bit, as you say, a bit circular. And, and how do we value artists in our mm. communities mm. Um, if if that. Um, if they're participating in those communities, how do we value them and how are they earning their income and, and how are they being um, invited in and held and, and, and set up to survive in those communities? Mm, that's right. Now, you said something a, a moment ago about sewing. Now, yes. I, I want you to elaborate. Is this costume making or is it something just in the very fact that it's creative and... You know, let's go with it. Mm. So um, we're working with a fantastic artist called Adele Varco, who um, is a fashion designer and she's a fashion theorist. I think she has a PhD in fashion and textiles. Mm. She... um, She's a fabulous um, local artist and she's very interested in fashion and costume. We've invited her to do a work, um, which is an installation um, that will be in the town hall called Wow Z. Wow Z's, in Adele's language, are onesies with the wow factor. (laughs) So beautiful. (laughs) um, Onesies, I think, as everyone knows, are single pieces of clothing um, that can be worn and and Adele has created her wow Z's to be worn over clothes and she makes them in fabulous materials. So... um, the she chooses a different fabric each time she um, invests in these one wowsies, and we make about five or eight hundred of them, which will be available oh, for audiences that's to great. yeah to wear. What happens is that she'll actually be also creating a sort of sweatshop, in the sense that she'll have sewing machines, cutting implements, bolts of fabric, and she will teach you how to sew the onesies. Oh. And she's also engaged local community members who will be on hand to help you, and that's how you earn your wowsie. So is by participating in the sewing of them and creating them. There might be a small catwalk so that once you put on your wowsy, you can strut out into the foyer of the town hall in style. And she also encourages you that once you put on that wowsy, that onesie, that you leave it on until you go to bed that night. (laughs) 
with the idea that hopefully everyone around North Melbourne and in the town hall will be wearing glittery, amazing, oh, singular pieces of fabric. There's a festival coming, spin-off from Absolutely. this. Absolutely. This, this is brilliant. It I is mean, brilliant. It's so creative. It's so inspirational, yes. isn't it? And that work is free, but you have to contribute your labour to, mm. yes. to, to receive the artwork in the end and Fair obviously enough. participating in it. Yes. And when's that? So oh, that's gosh. on throughout um, the festival, Wednesday to Sunday. So that will be 14th to the 24th. Oh, sorry, Wednesday the 14th to Sunday the 25th of March for four hours each of those days except for Monday, Tuesday. And it's at the North Melbourne Town Hall. And what time does it start? Um, That installation will be on um, from 4 till 8, Wednesday to Saturday, and then on the Sunday there's a 12 till 4 session. So all the different things that are happening in in the uh, festival or the the season, um, the the people can go to a web page, can't they? Yes. You know, because... You know, there's everywhere we're different. You're saying everything from the soapbox. See, I'm going back to yeah, there. Yeah. So <laughs> what, this, what's the mm. website? So um, to look at the Arts House program, yes. you just go to artshouse.com.au. Yes. And for Festival of Live Art, it actually launches um, on the 5th of February, and that is fola, F-O-L-A, dot com dot au. Sounds Beautiful. fantastic. Well, thank you, Josh. Um, we were speaking with Josh Wright, the uh, uh, acting arts director of Arts House, coming up, and he's going. He sounds like he's bringing some magic ideas. But um, we've got another guest to go to, so thank you so much again, Josh. Thanks and for having me. We'll just quickly um, get them on the line, so we'll put in "Sunrise in Richmond." Hope that yeah, it's a great song, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Hello, Eva. How are Hello. you? Good morning. <laughs> good Very morning good. to you. Thank you for your patience. Um, we were talking about the Arts House and, of course, you're involved in, in some, uh, uh, some way in the Arts House um, program, but um, we w- want um, to talk, hear about your wonderful show coming up because the background on, on your life is amazing. So, um, please, um, I'll introduce you to Valerie. Yes, so we're talking to Eva de Jong Duldig. Is that how we say it? Eva de Jong Duldig. <laughs> Thank you very much, Eva. And I look, I've just been reading some wonderful um, information about your parents from the Duldig Studio Museum and Sculpture Garden. And um, you've been, this, f- your parents were most interesting and you've been carrying on the family name. And can you tell us about Driftwood? Is, is Driftwood um, the story of, of your family in the arts? Uh, Driftwood is really the family memoir, yes, and it takes us all the way back to the beginning, really, in Vienna, um, in uh, in the early part of the twentieth century. Yes. So uh, that's the start of the story. But of course, it doesn't necessarily always go chronologically. It also goes thematically as well. Yes, and the arts go right through it, Valerie. Yeah. Um, I'd like you to tell us a bit about your father, sculptor Carl. Duldig, what a fascinating man, and his uh, wife, artist and inventor, Slava Duldig. Well, one of the things I've noticed, especially from the early photos, Valerie, is that he was incredibly good looking. Oh, wasn't he? <laughs> wasn't he dashing? Yes, yes she was, absolutely. She was yes. too, actually. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, but he also he was not only extremely gifted as an artist, he became a sculptor, but he also was an outstanding sportsman. Yes. And those two threads actually went right through his life. 
Yes. So, um, yes, that's... Uh, Did you that, take that, that, that up as well? <laughs> Beg your pardon, Eva. Oh, sorry about that. I was saying, did you do? Did you get involved in sports? Because, I mean, you've got arts. It's the old Greek story of a balance, and it sounds like your dad had it all. And You too. You're a great tennis <laughs> champ. Hey? Well, um, I really uh, took up the sport part of it much more than the art part of it. There you go. But uh, mm. later on, uh, after my parents died, I really had the responsibility of looking after all their wonderful uh, sculptures and drawings and paintings which were in our home and I think that's when my creativity came into it because I had to organise all this and arrange it and really make a fantastic, uh, very unique museum out of it which is in East Malvern. So, you know, that became my creative uh, input, I think. And, it's, it <laughs> and, and then drift. Driftwood as well. Of course. Writing of course. Driftwood. Yes. yes, well, there you go. I mean, mm. it, it was like you had a rebirth in yourself from, from sport and then you sort of continued on um, into the arts uh, with um, taking a, a huge spirit of your dad with you. Yes, and my mother. Yes, my mother was yes, gracious, just, yes. just as gifted as my father. Okay. Um, tell, tell us a bit about your mother too. There was a, a story about a foldable umbrella. <laughs> yes, well, my mother and father met at sculpture school yeah. under a very famous Austrian sculptor. This is in the early 1920s. And still, while she was a student, she actually used to go to draw at the museum, at the main museum in Vienna where they were living. And she, it was a wet, wet, windy day. She wrote in a little note to me before she died. And she had to take this big, long umbrella, horrible old umbrella with her and had to park it in the cloakroom. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she said to my dad at that time, she said, oh, why can't they, why haven't they invented a foldable umbrella? You can just put in your handbag, you know. Mm. <laughs> and that's what she ended up doing. Oh, she actually really? invented this brilliant, modern, compact, foldable umbrella. Are you serious? Because I absolutely think they're the best invention ever. <laughs> There she didn't come well, down in the last shower, did she? No, no. Well, that was her intention. She in, in these notes, she's got, you know, how she went about and she said her intention was really to make something that was useful to everybody. Practical. And it wasn't the money that got, you know, and encouraged her. It was really that fact of making a useful item for people mm. to use. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Great, great combination with creativity, isn't it? Yes, mm. yes, but amazing because, of course, she had no engineering background or anything. Yes. Her background was as, as a sculptress. Yes. And here oh, well, she is. there's the young engineering, artist. yes. Yes, <laughs> young yes. artist, you know, doing something that was way over to left or right field, whichever way you want to put it. Uh, Eva, um, does your story, Driftwood, tell the story about your parents in uh, 1939, when war was declared, they were designated enemy aliens and they were sent to Australia to uh, for internment at Tatura. Mm, yes, um, well, the story actually it details how we actually got out of Austria, which was pure, simple luck in the end. Uh, we had no preliminary warnings and it was just a lucky incident. As my dad said, a game of tennis saved his life. Uh, and that was true and mm. he got papers for us and... We got out of Austria and went to Switzerland. Then we went to Singapore. And in Singapore, we had a, a wonderful life. Well, my parents had a wonderful... I was only two, mm. but my parents had a wonderful life. 
there and could work in their art and everything. And then the British declared us enemy aliens because mm. we held, still held German-Austrian passports or papers. Yes. And so they put us together with about 250 other uh, mainly Jewish families on board the uh, converted Queen Mary, which was a troop ship, and brought us to Australia, and we were taken straight to an internment camp in Tatura. And uh, we languished there for nearly two years. No, the so that was my word, introduction yes. to Australia. Wow. I mean, <laughs> how lucky of Australia to have um, for it all to happen, but having said that, it must have been horrendous for the whole family. It must have been, but on the other hand, how lucky for us mm. because not shortly after, or well, not shortly, but certainly a year after, um, Singapore fell to the invading Japanese. There you and go. And we would have mm. been caught up there as well. Yeah, so, so a lot know, of goodwill and a lot of um, luck went your a way. A lot of faith. A lot faith. of faith, yeah. <laughs> yes, faith, yes. Trish, yes, um, and um, Trishwood tells that, that story in detail. It describes conditions in Tatura in internment and uh, it gives a real, it's a real historical overview because I've been very fortunate. I've had access to all the family documents and I've used them as the um, as the primary sources for the book and Wonderful. that's been absolutely fantastic. So and what's the details of Driftwood? Um, when, where, how and why? <laughs> so <laughs> when how is it can, on? How, how can you get it? Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, well, um, you can get it through um, the publishing house, which was Australian Scholarly Publishing, and you go to the web, their website for that. Mm. But you can also get it through the Dulwich Studio Museum and Sculpture Garden, which I founded, and that's at www.dulwich. That's d u l d i g dot org. That's o r g dot a u. Oh, so dulwich.org.au. and then in the bookshops as well. Just go and ask. Thank you, Eva, and also congratulations on becoming the national champion of the Netherlands in tennis. Oh, uh, I didn't realise what an outstanding tennis, but I hope you feature that in your book. Oh, I, I have just a mention of it. <laughs> but, can, Eva, um, can I just say, ask you, is there a play coming? Is there a, Oh, yes, there is there a film? Be. How did you guess oh, that? Ah. <laughs> it's happening. It's, it yes, just, well, it's well, jumping it off be. the page. <laughs> Further down the line. Well, I was really delighted that the book received a Victorian Community History Award as well, commendation. So I was delighted about that as well. Oh, so that's you. been a real, you it's know. It's been a real pleasure to speak with you this morning, Eva. Well, I hope we can talk again and I hope I can encourage you, both of you, and all your listeners to come and visit. Oh, Just send, send me an email. Wonderful. <laughs> I'd love to see the museum. Thank yes. you very much. Okay. Okay. Thanks okay. Again. Thank you. Bye, Bye for now. Bye.